Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 103 for Tuesday, April 6th. I'm Alex Zui here today with Alex Rudy, Farbon Markazi, and Ray Estrada. How you guys doing? Great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, we, we have to get that out of the yeah. way every time. The How are we doing? Second long <laughs> awkward pause. Great. Yes, sir. <laughs> First podcast of the regular season, the 2021 season. Uh, all right, Baseball let's... Is back. Yes, sir. I miss sir. this so much. It, it, it's just a different feeling, like finishing your work, school, whatever you have to do, and then having like a regular season baseball game to just watch or at least a couple at nighttime. It's so much fun. I, I'm, I'm having a blast so far. Yeah, been watching plenty. I, I know all of you guys have, at least in the early going. So uh, let's let's give ourselves, uh, I'll give it a good 60 seconds at least to uh, to just let them all out. Your, your complete unfiltered overreactions to the first, what, four games of the season for most teams. And uh, let's let's just hear what what's what are your revelations that you've come to to realize just in these few games of 2021. Anybody have one right off the bat? I mentioned this to you guys earlier. Uh, not necessarily that he's like this. He's going back to his like former self, all star, anything. But w- watching him throughout spring training, watching him so far throughout these first couple games. Justin Upton doesn't doesn't look like the toe turf 099 batter. He had the toe turf in turf injury toe turf toe. toe turf turf toe whatever uh, oh. injury he, batting 099. Um, just like he looked lost last year until September where he found something. Um, at least for now, maybe this this is the overreaction section, so it fits. But I think he's figured it out and he's gonna at least be like a decent piece in the angels lineup which is Arbo, like, that is a very measured response for this overreaction section okay I fine i think justin going to justin upton isn't bad he's going to be a very <laughs> solid piece behind walsh trout rendon and otani how's that he's a reasonable i'll counter with that the dodgers are basically unbeatable outside of course field because course field is an absolute crapshoot of a stadium <laughs> that's a good one too um how about some? Un- how about the undefeated teams? Like the, if you got the Phillies in there. Every nobody had the Phillies in the East. Everybody's sleeping on no. them. They got their bullpen fixed. They have no more bullpen issues whatsoever. The Phillies are the best team in the East. Everybody was sleeping on them. Don't sleep on the Phillies. How about that? Is that an overreaction? Does that count? Well, the Braves are zero and three, which is insane. Yeah, the Braves are um, garbage. Yeah, Braves suck. <laughs> like we all saw that one coming too. Um, who else? The Blue Jays three and one. They they did drop one game, but they just you know they embarrassed the Yankees, right? Best pitching staff in the East. There, the Blue Jays shutting down the powerhouse Yankees, uh, as we all expected. The A's can't win. The Orioles yeah. are doing good. This is baseball at its best, man. All right, I think that was more than sixty seconds, but you get the idea. Um, plenty. You got zero seconds. You got zero. Okay, Rudy, we we gotta give you we gotta give you at least one. One take here. Let's let's hear it. I'm just gonna say because it, it brings you guys pain. The Astros are four now, and they're gonna fulfill my prediction of making the playoffs. Uh, they, I thought they had lost one game. Oh, Farbo is not over yet. Oh no, I thought they lost the game to the A's. Sorry, my bad. Never mind. No, nope. They no. You just jinxed. You just 20. you just jinxed it so bad. Twenty six on the weekend. I Farbode, you just jinxed your team so bad. It's it's yeah. top nine right wow. now for for everybody out there, and the Angels are up seven five. Uh, yeah, two run lead. And there we go, one run lead. <laughs> yep, Farbode, oh, no. I I <laughs> no, it's it's all coming, it's all crumbling down very fast. Uh, just like this podcast is, if we don't actually start talking about what happened over the weekend. Uh, okay, overreaction mode, shut it off. I don't want to hear it anymore. Um unless it's relevant. So let's let's just get into it, yeah? Uh, okay, well, this first guy we're going to talk about is probably not the best place to, to turn off overreaction mode. But, uh, okay, Shohei Otani is the big Sunday night baseball story. Sunday night baseball, uh, I don't know. We can Do, do you want to take some time to roast A-Rod? Podcast, just, just roasting A-Rod of Excursion, yeah. Okay, but anyway, let's start with the, let's start with the, the phenom here and, uh, and our reactions to Shohei Otani. Um hitting a homer on the first pitch he sees uh starting in the lineup and on the mound for the first time in his career and uh yeah throwing 100 hitting balls off the bat 100 
unheard of. So what do, what do we make of this? The num- the numbers to end the day, like pretty darn good, but not, you know, like they could have been better. He, he kind of crumbled cool in the fifth the inning. Yep, for sure. Yeah, let's hear let's hear our, our Resident Angels fans uh, measured takes on Shohei Otani's first game. You want it measured? Okay. Uh, overreaction. <laughs> overreaction. This the, that was one of the most fun like couple innings of baseball I've ever watched. That was so much fun just watching that. Um, it, it's historic. But at the same time, uh, measured measured wise, I'm just glad the man uh, was healthy after that play. It was interesting seeing Madden keep him in, trying to get him through the fifth inning. Um, Otani came out afterwards saying he was very thankful um, for that, like at least doing that. He was bummed that he couldn't get out of the fifth inning. But, yeah, he's nasty. He's It's it's disgusting. If he puts his uh, starts being able to command his fastballs and decrease the overthrown pitches a little bit more, it, I, I actually really liked the – I know Rudy said he it's kind of dumb – but I actually really like the have, letting the guy um, pitch and hit on the same day. Uh, Madden's kind of at the point with him where he's he liked he enjoyed baseball the most, where he was able to do both. And back in Japan, and the bubble wraps off, the Angels are kind of just like, dude, play baseball. I'm. This is historic. This is so much fun to watch. Here's to a healthy Shohei year, and uh, only up from here. To be clear, I only thought it was dumb that you can't get the DH back. I don't think it's dumb to do with Otani. <laughs> Unless I said that way back when, which is totally possible. I might, <laughs> yeah. I might, I might have read your text wrong. You're putting but, putting words uh, in Rudy's mouth already. My only, <laughs> my only addition to that is I was watching uh, Kylie Crushmore on ESPN today, and they were discussing Otani's performance, rightfully so, and they felt it necessary to introduce it like he was an unknown quantity. They're like, oh, it was opening weekend, and the Angels had this guy. His name is Otani, and he hits and pitches, and he's cool. And I'm like, it's it's is it's ESPN, so like they have they, to like act like their audience. They, they, they own the only one of only two networks with national baseball broadcasts. I think I know he was on one of the broadcasts, but they, they still they, treat they, baseball like that's we that's pretty funny. Otani, the fact that, I'm not trying to like totally spin this into the direction of like my usual baseball popularity rant but it seems very worrisome if otani is not a household reign name in sports society at this point I, should I, be that sounds owner. it sounds i didn't watch the segment but that sounds very clearly like a joke or no, like a sarcastic a statement there's no way they referred to shohei otani as some some new up-and-comer with the angels like there's no, no way. not that part but that was okay the tone. oh okay and you know i i don't make much of that at all I'm more interested in going back to the the Joe Madden decision, um, you know, one to to pitch and hit him in the same game, which is something that was talked about a lot before. But also with, like you said, taking the bubble wrap off, letting him try to work out of his own mess in the fifth inning of the first game of the year, because of course there's going to be more opportunities for Otani to to get his rhythm and and learn how to pitch in these types of situations, but. You know, it's trial by fire. That's the only way you're going to learn as a as a young yeah. pitcher. And I really, I thought that was a really important decision that, that Joe Madden made, uh, at least for him, even though it went it went poorly. I, I don't think it ended up being the right decision just because um, he's not quite there mechanically yet, and uh, at least with his rhythm. And you could kind of get the sense of that leading up to that with how many batters he was walking. Um but yeah, the the point remains like he's gonna have to learn by by playing in in those big situations. Um, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. Also, yeah. Like, I I really enjoyed what I I really like what uh, the Angels are doing with him right now. As long as as long as he's getting like just make checked in on to make sure he feels okay, he feels rested. He's not going out to pitch or like hit where he's tired and he's going to put on additional unneeded stress on his body. I think what they, what at least when the new GM Perry Manazian came in and what Joe Madden has been saying since the start of spring training since before was the we're done, we're done with all this bullshit of like your, your like 
going to we, we have to be careful with you you're a baseball player you, you have fun you're more comfortable like this let's give you the shot um and like let's give you the chance to like be yourself on the on the mound and sometimes that is like you got to learn through the kinks too and i really as an angels fan yeah it sucked seeing that play uh, unfold in the fifth inning but at the same time i thought that like you said that it was really important and i mean if it's one unyanked splitter on to the ground away from potentially him getting out of the inning like uh, and it's also a good throw from was it fletcher that doesn't fletcher yeah that doesn't put him in harm's way yeah right Uh, part part of that too that that is so like the collective breath being held of thousands of angels fans like that is a it is a baseball ringing fans. sound but baseball yeah. fans in general just yeah like uh, hundreds of thousands if not millions of collectively held uh breaths there in that one moment where otani goes down and thank thankfully was okay but yeah that's that, I, that was I a really nightmarish enjoyed. end like like everything went wrong like gets the strikeout you're like oh you can see it all unfolding as it happens you're like this is going to be bad isn't it and, you're, and then it ends on that and you're like oh yeah that not the Angel fun not the fun moment everybody was hoping for there was a there was a part i know we gotta move on there was a part um after that play where some angel fans on twitter were talking about that gave me serious kendry's morales like walk off from run vibes at home plate and otani came out like after the game and most Shohei Otani fashion, I'm fine. <laughs> and just like left it at that. Like, it did, didn't mention anything. He was, he was just like, Yeah, I'm dude, I'm good. And he got on a bat today, got hit by a pitch. Um, oh, also, I didn't jinx us. We won. Yay. Uh, so, so the Astros did take their first L of the year. Suck it, Astros. I got it in. I got it in though before. You did. You did. You did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we should probably move on from Shotani, even though, like, what else is there to talk about, really, right? And he got this guy out there. Um, but I, I did want to say, too, just with um, the whole pitching and, and hitting thing, like, and part of that has to come with when the Angels do eventually make the playoffs, I'm saying when optimistically, Shohei Otani has this to year. hit and pitch like in in those games right so why why on earth would you treat him differently during the regular season and then get to the postseason where you're like okay now we have to have him do both like that's that's obviously not how that's going to work so if nothing else it's conditioning him now to be prepared to do that uh when when everything's on the line and and it's a much easier decision to say yeah let's have our best or you know our most promising pitcher and one of our best hitters uh, contribute as much as you can. I'm I'm throwing I'm putting the. What, what I'm throwing the hammer down on the Otani talk. Is, is that is that a saying? Putting I don't know. The axe down is, is swinging the axe. Is that what it is? I, I it's something. Uh, Nick Casta Nick Castellanos though. Let's let's get to him. Let's get to <laughs> the first brawl. Of, it's not a brawl. First bench it's is clearing. No, no, it was no, no. very nearly a brawl. Castellanos getting up in the face of the pitch. Who is the pitcher there for the, uh, the Cardinals? Some relief pitcher who is uh, uh, sorry guy, just not not memorable enough to uh, for us to have he's the a, name of. He's a Cardinals pitcher, like yeah, yeah, you know. Um, anyway, he gets hit uh, that at bat, gets on base, and ends up scoring on a passed ball, and slides in safely gets right up in his face and uh and is basically shouting right in the dude's face yadi doesn't like that yadi comes flexing after him and flexing on him but I, I think the shouting in the face part is is a uh, a little a little much and the bench is clear from that because what else are you supposed to do right and then the bench like and then even after that uh, almost fight breaks out in the outfield as the bullpen the bullpens are going back out there, like through the outfield. It was just a very bizarre uh, event overall. But uh, I don't know. Watch, watch the John the... Boy if you want the full breakdown. It's hard to explain <laughs> just in a podcast. It, <laughs> it did generate the quote, arguably, of the year already from Castellanos, though. 
you, yeah. You, yeah, share it. Yeah, no. yeah share it. <laughs> uh, he, in the post-game interview about um, when he was asked about Molina, Yadier Molina, he said, that guy could have punched me in the face and I'd still ask him for a signed jersey. Um, Which makes to it, I mean, his post-game comments made what he did at home plate so much more confusing. Because they talked about, because the other part was like, he, um, I forgot, he, he sort of like, Molina calmed him down and he sort of walked over and like, and like showed the ball to the pitcher, like asking like, do you want a bag or something like that? Like, and then obviously didn't, he threw it away. But so, like, he was explaining that they asked him, like, what Yadier Molina told him. And, like, yeah, it wasn't intentional. And he talked all the whole thing about having huge respect for Yadier Molina and all that. And then he goes, yeah, no, it, it made sense. Everything he's telling me, I respect that guy a ton. And then, like, so then why did he have to flex on the pitcher at home plate? He's fired like, up, man. He's fired yeah. up. Yeah. Like, it, he's it, acting like he he didn't say he thought it was, it was intentional. So, like, it was, it was, very, it was very weird. And also, he... The hit, the hit by pitch may or may not have been intentional because he did sort of shut the Cardinals up the day before. Yeah, Castellanos been red hot to start the year with the bat too, um, and, and you know after after that initial shouting in the pitcher's face, he was very calm. The rest, of the, it was it was almost a non-event. He had his hands behind his back. Him and Yadi were conversing throughout the rest of everything that was going on. Uh, it's just the first one of the year. We have to make we have to make note of it. And he also got suspended two games. Yeah, I was gonna make note of that too. Joe Kelly got another six. I heard also. Like, yeah. come on, guys, what are we doing? He's not, uh, even, <laughs> not, not even. I uh, Rudy actually Elliott. brought up a good point that it might have something to do with in like COVID protocols in place. That that them. was a rule is, uh, instituted last year. I do remember that. Yeah. Because and, in the past pitchers throwing at hitters have gotten as little as two games, uh, suspension, which is like, yeah, a much more, uh, intentional and, uh, dangerous offense, but also, yeah. COVID protocol wise, I, I can see that yeah. for anybody confused. Like why do you get two games for yelling at a guy and causing that? Yeah. That's, that's probably protocol, but, that. But, it's um like if you look at the joe kelly thing last year like he was not the one i he instigated it yes by pitching like joe kelly pitches all over <laughs> the place but um uh he was walking back towards the dugout and correa and everybody else keeps walking over so yeah there will be more we'll we'll see we'll yeah. see how long it takes for our first astros uh benches clear we're gonna get a thirst right here for dugout charge uh that would have been a good season prediction i think somebody should have uh thrown that one into the bold predictions <laughs> all right let's keep it going uh let's get to a uh a very recent development here uh in general uh the atlanta braves were uh were denied their all-star game this year based on the, uh, the mlb showing support in favor of equal voting rights and in georgia there have been some not so equality friendly uh you know legislation that's being passed there so uh mlb is showing support in that way and moving the all-star game out of atlanta atlanta braves not happy of course and are arguably handling it like really childishly uh because obviously bigger than baseball uh so let's let's ignore um the the reactions and all that and and just get you to where the All-Star game will actually be played, and that's Coors Field. Uh, you know, plenty of teams, I'm sure, were inquiring and, and asking, like, you know, tapping, tapping Manfred's shoulder, like, hey, uh, we, we got a pretty nice ballpark. We, we, we haven't had one of these in a while. You know, this would be a, be a cool place to have it. And I think Coors Field is about as cool a place to have an All-Star game uh, going along with all the other festivities as, as I can think of, just because of the high elevation and how the ball travels, mostly. Uh, what do you, what do you guys are, think about that? I've seen so far some initial reactions on Twitter. Um, and yes, that is where I get most of my news now. Um, but I, <laughs> uh, I've seen some initial reactions and some people are, are very excited about it, but some people are like, <laughs> why, why are we re rewarding an organization that's doing nothing to like the, to win or to like pr promote themselves or grow their own organization? Um, so there's like two or three sides to the coin there. I, 
I'm just hopeful to see a healthy Stanton in Coors Field um, and some of the best power hitters. I want to see Shohei Otani in the home run derby. Um, Don't jinx like Stanton, Stanton, bro. Why would you um, do stop jinxing everybody. Hey, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't jinx the Angels. He almost did, but like, he didn't. I didn't. Yes, you're right. Okay, knock on wood. Is that better? Yes. Yep. Okay. There That's why goes. I always bring wood with me wherever I go. A nice <laughs> that sounds or suggestive. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, that is an interesting point, though, about rewarding a team that has been, like, the mockery of baseball front offices. Uh, not right. just in this past year, but for some time now. Yeah, Rudy, go ahead. And I get that take. I'm not saying Farbode was arguing for it, but I have two rebuttals for it. One, the fans there have suffered so much, they definitely deserve a little fun. <laughs> and two, no one can claim that the Rockies, uh, they're grossly incompetent. Yes, I'm not denying that. But I wouldn't say that <laughs> like anti-competition, if that makes sense. They spend a yeah, lot of money. They've spent like, a lot of money. Yeah, they spent, they a, so, spent a lot. They just spent it horribly. I, I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with, I, I don't, yeah, I think the all-star game being earned part is a little independent of of the ills. It's like, it's a little bit different than giving it to like the pirates for their refusal to spend money, essentially, is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I also think the, the all-star game has always been about like pretty newish stadiums because like the pirates got one in 2006 in the middle of their incompetent streak because uh, they had the new stadium at PNC Park. So like, Coors Field is a pretty cool stadium to have an All-Star game at. So, yeah, great fan yeah, experience. I, it'll, it'll be nice. To to um, to clear things up, th- thanks, Rudy, for saying I, I wasn't back. I wasn't supporting that because I was not supporting that take. I'm I'm excited for the Coors Field to have an All-Star game. Um, and <laughs> I like I've, I've mentioned it on this podcast, I mentioned it over the text to you guys, the home run derby there hopefully is going to be sick. Bring back the juice balls. And I want to see some balls just leave the stadium, leave Colorado. Um, Ooh, that's that, that's that. almost a lead into a, a topic that I don't I don't think we're gonna get into today because we have not seen enough yet. But talking ba- talking about the baseballs, that's gonna be a big big topic going forward. I don't think there's been anything too noticeable. As of no, now. I I mean I don't know. Maybe it's knowing that there's technically dead end baseballs this year, but there's been some uh, balls that maybe you're just how the hitters react, but they didn't fly as far as he thought it might would, but who knows, that could be overreacting. Yeah, I, I, we'll, we'll wait a little bit longer, again, with the whole overreaction theater theme. Uh, we'll give it a little time. Wait for wait for the nerds to figure it out, like Baseball Savant, whether things are changing or not. Yeah, we'll let the Twitter detectives get on it, and uh, and just from our own observation, observations, see, uh, see what happens over the next couple weeks. Uh, okay, more news. Uh, this one happened last week. Uh, Francisco Lindor got a nice extension. 10 years, $341 million, right? That's the, that's the big number. He coaxed another, what, $11 million out, Or was it more, even, from the initial uh, offer? There was, there was, like, back and forth from both sides. Was it they 10 were, years, 320 that he got? Might have been more. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah. so $21 million then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also got a fat signing bonus this year, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby Bonilla will still be paid by the Mets um, at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> like That's a whole, perfect. Like, that joke. What? Is it a joke? Is waiting, it, like, the whole I, I believe it. No, it is true. Yeah. It's it's no joke, <laughs> dude. It's no joke. It's no... It's, it's facts. My God. The gift that keeps on giving. Uh... <laughs> I'd, I've seen plenty of like the Lindor is so overpaid, like so overrated. Who cares? Pay the man. He's l- look at him. Look at he's he's like, he's got like, the smile. I mean, obviously, we just did our top one hundred. Like, is he overrated? Like, he's actually really not by <laughs> us, but by yeah. by some. I I don't get like I know there's some people out there, some beat writers, some people who are saying like this was an overpay. This was what. But they also like a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, they've read, they've said like Lindor is like the number one shortstop in the game. So what, what, which one is it? <laughs> it's whatever's more controversial at the, t- in the in that moment. So Lindor's yeah, Lindor's this good problem where he's a 
notice he's a relatively noteworthy name in a sport that lacks noteworthy names. So I think like that both helps and hurts his notoriety and who overrates and underrates him. He he's a little bit probably too well known for how good he actually is, but he's also still really good. The bigger problem is more just a lot of really good guys aren't that well known. If that makes sense, his brand to like top player status are are distorted by baseball's strange national coverage, as we alluded to earlier in the podcast. Yes, and. And it's one of those things where, I mean, Lindor, whether people think, like, this would be an overpay or whatever, baseball, baseball, like, on the baseball side aside, this guy's playing in New York. He has that smile. He's going to be making the Mets money. And I, I think it's he's going to be well worth it on the baseball and business side of it. Mm-hmm. Good takes all around. It was, it was noteworthy. Uh, they, Bobby Bonilla. They did ink the deal. Uh, we're going in a weird order with all these news bits, but uh, I, maybe what we should have led off the show with, uh, we we didn't want to start with the COVID stuff right away, but the the Nationals <laughs> haven't played a game yet because uh, they had some a couple they had three or four positive tests, um, four 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 uh, positive tests three. three it was in it it was like three and a false positive, positive. but anyway yeah. they had they had a few that on I think it was on the day of opening day right. And, uh, and, you know, through contact tracing and all that, they, there's a lot that needs to get done there. So, uh, they have not played yet. The day before opening day, they had four players quarantining and then they have opening day. They asked it was postponed. Yep. Uh, so that whole opening series was postponed. We were deprived of, you know, Scherzer DeGrom opening day, which would have been awesome. Uh, DeGrom did pitch his, uh, season debut. They, they moved on. Played the and Phillies it was in the most Degrom game ever. Yes, yes, hey, absolutely. That's as you can imagine. <laughs> That's how you know baseball's back, right? When you got Jacob Degrom yeah. throwing beautiful you quality starts their brand. and losing. <laughs> uh, so, you know that's the thing. The Nationals will play tomorrow uh, in their first game, so it's not going to be a multiple week incident, thankfully. And uh, we're we're also going to have our first. Uh, Seven inning doubleheader or fourteen inning doubleheader, I guess, uh, on Wednesday, uh, to make up a game in that series, and there will probably be a couple more of those throughout the year, if I were to guess. Uh, so that's still happening. Uh, nothing else really on the Nationals, right? That one's pretty clear cut. It is the second year in a row that they've had a COVID-related headline on opening day. Uh, last year was Juan Soto with like a false positive, so you know not. Not nearly as big a deal, but similar, uh, very deja vu moment for sure. Uh, okay, let's let's keep going. We're we're getting through a lot of a lot of news here. Um, let's let's talk Yermin Mercedes, who also you could <laughs> argue should be leading off the show as well because this man is. He is the new Williams Astudio. He has the same same energy uh, as as him, and he started off the year with eight straight hits, which is the first time anybody's ever done that to start a season. Uh, and it's basically the start to his career. He had one at bat last season when he debuted, and uh, he comes in and does that. Uh, he did break the streak uh, in that second game that he started. Uh, so he was eight for nine and then, uh, oh yeah, today he went three for four again. So how about that? Uh, the, the man just hits, he's kind of short. He's, he's, he's not Williams Astadio short, but he's, uh, he's bulky. That's for sure. Definitely fits the bill there. And, uh, and the dude just hits. That's, that's the main thing. Uh, if this was Williams Astadio to do this, like if he did this last year, that would have been, you know, next level excitement all around. Uh, but he's he's had to to kind of build up some momentum in in acquiring his niche fan base of uh, of just fun baseball and mediocre players. So it, what are we looking he, at here? Is he a Man Crush Monday candidate? He has got to be the first Man Crush Monday candidate. And I say that on the first Man Crush Monday, uh, and I 
not posted one. So, you know, that's a, that's a reminder, but he, it would have been him. How about that? Uh, it would have been your mean Mercedes, uh, at least for, for this one. Uh, he's, he's kind of earned it. So I, I have two words for you. Yeah. Picos league. So, so yeah, your mean Mercedes is a, is a Pecos league alum. Is that right? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. do we have, do we have any data on that? Do we have any numbers on that? He came up, um, in the, in the, uh, minor leagues with what organization? I, I should have the done nationals. some research on that. Um, he came up with the nationals initially, uh, went to independent ball, including the Pecos league. It seems at least for some stretch of time, if not the yes, whole time. He had a OPS of twelve fifty nine in his, uh, in thirty seven games. In the Pecos League. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty darn impressive. I I don't think he quite belonged down there, but that is that is something, isn't it? Um, and then yeah, made his way back to a uh, minor league ball and, uh, ended up, getting a re getting a legitimate, chance for regular at-bats with the White Sox, just with how everything's happened with Eloy Jimenez missing a ton of time, and, um, and yeah, just him being really good also. Hashtag rip Eloy. Yeah, really. Um, I don't think the White Sox are missing him right now, uh, just based on the performance of his replacement in the lineup. Why are they acting like he's dead? Can someone explain that to me? I can't. It's just a weird fan thing. Just, just let him be. Just leave him be. We, we're not here no, to question the, the fans. No, the team itself. The team. Yeah, what? The t- yeah, yeah. The team yeah, itself they had... is acting like he's dead. Yeah, that. That's. The the White Sox Twitter account tweeted out, "Rip Eloy." No, I don't think they did. But like people were because they, when they announced opening day lineups, they held his jersey signed by everybody and like dedicated like the game oh okay (laughs) and they hung it oh okay okay that makes that makes so much more sense okay i was so confused i i clearly didn't see what happened there but uh you guys uh, i thought you were saying that the white Sox twitter account started started the meme that eloy is is dead like what (laughs) so what what they actually tweeted was um, first of all, that a picture of that jersey signed by the team hanging in the dugout, and then a picture of Jose Abreu holding it with his batting gloves um, during player inter- introductions, um, and the caption of the tweet was, with us tonight and always. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a player who could technically return this season, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's likely to. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of those things where it's like you're, you're wondering – how how did this get past so many people? But one of those instances where you know well, somebody somebody knew exactly what they were doing by signing off. I mean, on this, Luis Robert for sure is at least was possessed by him during that one play where he hit himself in the head. With, with <laughs> yeah, the White Sox defense coming coming in clutch in uh, in memory in in loving memory of Eloy, who is fine and well alive and well by the way. Uh, just just recovering now just hurt yeah uh (laughs) yeah geez okay that that was a good laugh i did not know about that one (laughs) all right where where were we you know that's it's a speaking of just weird stuff to happen i think we got through all the main the main storylines like the the baseball-y ones let's just let's get to the weird stuff can we just get weird with the rest of this podcast is that cool with you guys get weird always let's get weird Weirder than Luis Robert getting hit in the head by a fly ball. Yes, believe it or not. Um, let's go to. We can go to Coors Field in the opening series against the Dodgers because that one was chock full of real <laughs> weirdness. Um, Ray, if you yeah. want to give the the recap in, in any order that you okay. want of weird events. No, I'll do it in order. So opening day Thursday, uh, Cody Bellinger hits a. Uh, fly ball to deep left field. Uh, Justin Turner is on first. Uh, Ryan Maltapia gets back to the wall, leaps. Ball goes in his glove. It pops out of his glove and goes over the fence. Uh, Justin Turner has not realized this. He is running back to first base thinking that the ball has been caught, and he runs past Cody Bellinger, 
resulting in Cody Bellinger not having the first Dodger home run of the season. It is, in fact, an RBI single um, for Cody Bellinger. The next night, uh, a cat runs on the field, uh, causes a delay. Uh, also, sort of went around Cody Bellinger, so that was fun. Uh, let's see, what else happened? Uh, the next night, there was a fountain delay. Um, the uh, fountains out in center field were going off, uh, so disrupting the batter's eye. So there was like a five-minute delay to turn the fountains off in Coors Field. And then Rival Tapia, uh, this time on Zach McKinstry, again goes back to the fence, leaps. Uh, the ball hits his glove. This time, he, the, the momentum of the ball in his glove and how he defense whips it back into the field to play. Um, and he lands sort of awkwardly, so he's sort of like dejected that he didn't catch it slash hurt. And the ball is like 30 feet to his right. And Zach McKinstry has a inside-the-park home run. And that is, yeah, that's pretty much what happened at Coors Field this weekend. That was a good, that was a good summary. A, I'm, I'm reading a fan-sided article that says, um, if you're wondering how a cat was at Coors Field in the first place, it's well known that there are several cats who inhabit Coors Field, helping take care of any rodent problems that come along. Is that is that a thing? You know, to be I honest. I think it is, because uh, yeah, with the Giants, right? You're an expert on cats running on the field as a New York Giants fan, aren't you? Of course, but like uh, to offer his point, I appreciate you queuing me up because you recognize my passion for my feline friends. Uh, first of all, it's <laughs> definitely a thing that large like structures such as stadiums for sure keep cats um, to control pest infestations. I mean, that's how cats became, you know, domesticated in the first place. Um, it's for sports. To pop, up, pop history, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, glad you. <laughs> The, gla- uh, the gladiators. <laughs> um, but um, just to add to that, I mean, it was interesting because you saw like the, I think it was a ball, a ball girl perhaps or, uh, someone of that standing in the like stadium staff. Yeah. yeah, stadium staff like picked up the cat pretty like kind of casually, which would only and just kind of ran off with it, which like, as anyone with a cat knows. Is a very risky decision. So, like, <laughs> I would assume was a like a local cat of her poor forearms. Native, I can only native, imagine native properties that they were just kind of like, oh yeah, it's Jeff. Like he got on the. Field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm naming my next cat Jeff. Thank you, freaking Jeff, <laughs> that little rascal. Fan sided also said. Uh, the cat reportedly escaped, and its whereabouts are currently unknown. So we need some sort of Eloy Jimenez, uh, White Sox tweets for him. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, the the state the stadium Jeff the stadium cat escaped after getting brought in by staff. I'm I'm gonna pull this up. Maybe that was yeah, his Furry feline escapes Coors Field staff, disappears into the night. This has got to be um, the most elaborate prison break. Chilling at home in like an apartment down the street now. <laughs> Dude, I want to. I want a full feature film about this. This. Uh, this prison break. Yeah, screw mission. the Randy Rosarena movie. Let's have a movie just on it's, this cat. It's like Secret Next Life of Pets style movie about this. Next time you're on the field, you should do it as a cat, because then you'll get away with it. It's genius. It's the perfect crime. I mean, I I'm pretty sure that cat was the reincarnation of no, I don't know if it reincarnated. But um, in loving memory uh, of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this one girl literally ran on the field at Dodger Stadium a couple years ago and hugged Cody Bellinger, and it's like like this cat is just like possessed by her right he, now. He has that he has that effect on on creatures, yeah. not even just people. So, what can you say? So apparently, there was one staffer who originally grabbed the cat, and the cat started clawing, and I think that's the one Rudy was saying like yeah. pick him up and. Start and then another staffer relieved the first staffer of the clawing kitty and the trio exited the playing field that's when the feral cat escaped the staffer's clutch and disappeared into the dark night um, both staffers who dealt with the cat were not injured um but okay this is i i love baseball man <laughs> that is that is fantastic i there's so many more layers to this than i could have thought just by seeing a little a little highlight of a cat running onto the field um, my God. Okay. Uh, where do we even can go we, from there? Well, can we, can we go back to just how weird, like poor Rymel Tapia, right? Like makes, <laughs> makes a, you know, it would have been a tr- pretty spectacular catch, um, on the deep fly ball in the first place. And 
you know, it happens. Ball pops out of the glove and goes over the fence. Terrible luck. The the second time he's involved in a very similar fly ball. Yeah, almost he did snatched that one back. Yeah, he that one was well over the fence. Got the glove on it. It just it just catapulted back because of like the momentum of his wrist. I like I have no idea what yeah, what even happened he, there. How he hit the wall. Yeah. He definitely I thought that Rand- ball Rand- went Rand- over. Rand- had one today in Texas. He had basically almost like an identical Mookie play, but like two feet down on the wall. But he had it in his web. But then he hit the wall, and the wall catapulted the ball out. Yeah, difficult, difficult stuff. I'm not saying it's it's Tapia's fault by any means, but to end up with you know, like the first one should should have been a home run, on the blunder, and then the second one like ended up not being because of the weird base running thing, and then the second one, like brings it brings back a home run definitively but it ends up being a home run anyway like what i don't yeah i, I, I don't even know how to, I, what to make of I that i was watching the game with friends and it was like they're all some people were yelling like oh that ball went over the fence like like it's alive i'm like it doesn't matter he's gonna score anyways <laughs> it's gonna be inside the park nobody's getting that baseball <laughs> yeah unfortunate for for Rymel tapia i'm thought thoughts and prayers you know put his put his jersey up in the dugout. forever and always <laughs> I I love I, this is I, this meme. I'm gonna overuse the the absolute. You know oh. I, this meme is great. Oh yeah, I'm surprised you're just hearing this tonight. Like, dude, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as big on on the Twitter verse as you guys are. I'm I'm out of it. I need. Did it not find its way to Reddit? It had to. <laughs> I apparently didn't didn't make as big of a splash. I don't know. Wow. Um, Eloy was trending on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know Rudy if you if you were if I was the only one that that had no idea about this but I I now I do know and I'm I'm very happy about it. I brought it up. Oh okay, <laughs> it's just me. What else is new? Rudy texted um, us in the chat. Yeah. Oh, I knew. Oh, uh, I, I I wasn't gonna throw you under the bus, but like no, it's no, I'm it's it's too <laughs> oh. late. It's it's in the pod. Uh, thanks, Rudy uh let's let's there was more weird stuff that happened uh we should probably we should probably keep going that was all of one series that we we dove into uh a, a lot of deep analysis there uh how about some astros trash can shenanigans the a's definitely yeah. had fun with their um their stadium soundtrack choices for for introducing the astros on on every given night uh, i don't remember that all was of the their... best thing the a's did all weekend yeah, that is true. That's true. That's all they could do is was play some some funny songs to remind everybody that they cheated. And the hecklers were pretty good. The A's hecklers are uh, very audible on the uh, on the hot mics, you know, on the field level mics. So you could hear plenty of that. There was uh, an occasion where Correa got hit and there was a, a roar of cheers as well as a, a cheater chant, a uh, pretty well orchestrated one at that following. So. Uh, good work, A's fans, on the execution. The A's players, not so great on putting the Astros uh, in, a, in a shameful position. But uh, the Angels now are, are getting their turn with the Astros and yes. have already had three trash cans in one game thrown Is out onto the field. One? Yeah, that's what at least someone... Um... One of the beat writers was saying there was there were three trash cans. I don't I don't know where the third one came from, but we saw the first one. Um, it was like a plastic, just not an actual trash can, like an inflatable. It was an inflatable, yeah. Yeah. Like... The second one was was <laughs> like so a fan literally just grabbed an Angel Stadium trash can and threw it onto the field. Um, Joe Madden after after the game said it used to be beach balls, now it's trash cans. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, I and then Mike Trout after the game said the the vibe is unbelievable. So um, a- Angel fans, for what it's worth, have been wild in this season. So like, I've 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 enjoyed it a lot. I uh, yeah, this today's game was was a lot of fun too. Yeah, against what, the Astros. Wait, so where I, was the I, third I told, one? Where was the third trash can then? I, I don't know. I have to find I, I, it. So. That that might be an unsubstantiated report. Oh um, no. Yeah. Did we did we um, boob yeah, but... did we boob Nightingale this one? Maybe. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but like the... Angel Angels fans have been insane. Was it opening day? Was the the guy the guy flashed him? Not 
anything inappropriate <laughs> uh, behind Jose Moda. Poor dude. Uh, Jose Moda. <laughs> um, Sunday Night Baseball, the, the dude wearing a shirt that said Cox on it. Um, like Cox Manics, Automotive, so, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And then also in that same game in the eighth, um, they ESPN had to like not cut the feed, but like they just like killed the that camera on a foul ball because the guy like grabbed it, I think, got it from another guy and like flipped a double bird to everybody. <laughs> nice. And, and so they, yeah, they Angel fans Angel. have been uh, yeah. They caught Angel fans saying Chicago sucks very audibly um, with that too. I no, t- t- I don't know. This this is just fun. Angels fans. Good good stuff. Keep up the good work. Uh, we're yeah. we're going to be giving a a somewhat uh thorough report of the fan interaction with the visiting Astros as the season goes on. Yeah. Uh, also, there just will be grades. Note this Sunday night baseball. <laughs> they still have not figured out how to make um uh every uh contact still sounds like the ball's going five hundred feet. Yeah, that's true. They that's that's always their thing. You can always count on that. Well, maybe it was supposed to go 500 feet, but there's a dead in baseball. Ooh. Oh, they're trying to maybe. counteract it. I don't know. A lot of conspiracy theories, uh, or at least the potential for it there. All right, Miguel Cabrera hit the first home run of the season, and he slid into second base. It was in the snow. First Be- of all. It was snowing, to be fair. But yeah, I guess he was like. It was, it was sliding out of control and uh and decided you need to throw on the no, brakes. I think he thought it was a double. <laughs> yeah, I I, I didn't get out by much. It, it it wasn't necessarily that it was snowing that made him slide into second base. It was the fact that like probably the visibility and like the baseball probably like he just couldn't tell. He just couldn't tell. Yeah, he didn't. He couldn't tell that it went out in right field. But so he he was sprinting into second. I thought he was just memeing around until I saw him slide. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Miggy, he did it. He he hit the first one of the year. Farbode's predictions off to a good start for a third place MVP finish for Miguel yes. Cabrera. Um what else is wacky? The Rangers had a full ballpark today. That was weird. <laughs> uh, I don't really have anything else to add about that. Um hopefully the required masks get a little more required. Full ballpark. Oh, they required masks, but like no one was wearing. Yeah. Them. Yep. You you know how that you know how that went. Yeah. Um, I mean, the governor is nowhere to be found. We, we so, got yeah. a ta- we got a taste of that one last October, though, too. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the the one last thing, which you know, I don't know how much we want to harp on, the the new Bali sports scoreboards, which have been is a Bali or Bali Bali Bali. Why why is it spelled yeah. Bali Bali? No, it, no. <laughs> I, I get what you mean, like ball, but like it's... ball. Valley, 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 Valley gyms. Yeah, you're okay. I'm stupid. You know, I'm out of the loop. You know, it's fine. Uh, the Valley sports scoreboards, pardon, um, are uh, are just atrocious, man. I, Gross, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure most of you have seen at least one game, uh, that features these scoreboards, but take up the entire width of the bottom of your screen. First off, have a very very unnecessary, and unused gray bar below where all the information is and also just like really weird sizing of the scores in in additional information um really inefficient use of space the tickers uh on the side that take up more of the screen that show the other scores uh, around the league are featuring like really fast and eye-catching animations that like really distract from from everything else going on like usually if you have a ticker or something else you want it to be like pretty subtle transition right uh n- nothing that's gonna like draw your eye there away from from the game or anything else going on um th- these are just a few graphic design uh things that just bug me for some reason i'm not even a graphic designer but like i know for a fact that we are watchers of there are sports, professionals so like... <laughs> who were paid to make that and that's the best you could come up with. Like, that just makes me mad. Uh, prob- maybe irrationally, I don't think I've encountered any positive thoughts about the uh, the scoreboard. Like, normally, people have nitpicky problems with, with things like this. This one just seems, one, either just 
blatantly awful or two extremely incomplete and not ready for opening day but they're like all right we need to throw something on there even if you're not happy with what we have both are really just really sad really sad eventualities biggest issue that that's my biggest issue with this i you guys know i've at first i didn't have much of an issue i honestly a couple hours ago i didn't have much of an issue when we were talking about it but yeah no looking at it it's it's like a kid kind of just drew up the design and um they threw it out there what i my biggest issue with this whole rebrand isn't that it's not fox sports or fox sports west fox sports central whatever it is i'm pretty i i just don't understand the business sense of telling your viewers telling baseball fans telling whoever is supposed to take in your your product that you're going to be uh rebranding fox sports um like the regional networks to valley sports and then not having a way for your viewers to like stream it using a valley sports app i've been watching angel games with a fox sports go app but then when i log in with my uh-huh. cable provider it says Valley Sports. I don't under where's the business sense there. I don't understand that. I mean, I w- maybe maybe I'm just looking at this wrong, and there's like uh, I, we could get a whole like explanation of it. But I, mean, I just I can don't understand to you if you want. But it is I see your point for sure. But I don't know how inside baseball on the business side we're trying to get into here. But it's well, no, I I do get part of it, but I just. It's, I've had a ton of people, I've seen a ton of people on social media, on like, in like, my team, my, my angel fan groups, and like, some of my friends who are like, who, who's, their favorite teams have also, um, been transferred to Valley Sports, and there's so many people saying, I can't watch my team play right now, and that's, I mean, that is Major League Baseball at its best anyways, they're not letting us watch our teams, but, it's kind of yeah I, I don't get it it gives the air it gives the air that they're they were caught off guard by the the start of the regular season yeah. with this one i mean i was caught off guard i totally forgot that this is gonna be a thing well it's Dude, one thing for us of march to just forget. came by so fast <laughs> <laughs> how does how does the date catch you off guard i, I think you guys know me you know if i love anything more in the world than nitpicking then it's not appropriate to discuss on air but I do think this is a problem that is probably specific to like our niche of baseball hyper fandom. I really don't think the average like middle-aged white dad viewer of Valley Sports like notice like, like they probably make one aside comment about the graphic uh, tragedy. Uh, but but it's, it's I would all disagree. sports that they carry though. Yeah, it's not just like baseball fans. Like it's all sports. It's all like. Like why is even then the people it, watch it's a very thick bottom third. Bo- it's a very thick bottom third score bug, with half with the score just squished over on half of it, and like Uwe said, very distracting like animatics on the. Uh, I'm not I'm not defending its quality, but and I think <laughs> the second the second part though is just at the end of the day, like I think when you view it from the lens of like oh the naming rights to Bally Sports is Bally as in their operate casinos. It, it it kind of fits that casino like tacky. Oh, I, I as as soon as it's talking, like I can't tell if I'm supposed to be watching this in a gym or in a casino. Like it feels like a very <laughs> like like low level like you know closed circuit uh TV network. I, I do think the, the weird part. Rudy, I I, 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 I would the, go, go off one last thing. Sorry, like we said that they probably he he mentioned like the lack of preparedness, but I think is accurate. It is. Uh, I think very surprising because Sinclair Broadcasting, the company that like owns and operates the RSNs now, the former Fox Sports, like, uh, you know, they own like every local news channel in America, basically. So you'd think if anyone would know how to do it, it would be them. So it is like a pretty embarrassing, uh, yeah, like transgression on their part. Rudy, I I, I just want to bring this part, part, part up. Wow, I can't speak. Um, I do disagree that a middle-aged 40-year-old guy or whatever, um, some might not really mind it, but at the same time, what I'm, my biggest beef with it is just not being able to, like, 
I communicate like, oh, this is how you're gonna watch games now or whatever. I like I'm gonna the my one use on Facebook is my Angels fan group like group that has like thirteen thousand Angels fans in it. Um, there's starting opening day. It was is blank the is like this cable provider the only one carrying Bally Sports. Where can I stream the game? Um, I, I guess so, this cable provider doesn't carry Valley Sports now. Their website and app are not loaded yet. So dumb. And then like it just I I literally looked at Valley Sports and there's so many posts in this in this page of just saying I can't watch the game. Um, That's definitely a good point. I will say though, not to diminish it at all. I think it's a great point. Like the rollout, terrible. But it's like a pretty common problem with like local sports. I mean, I couldn't watch oh, yeah. games for like and Dodger games for like five years or something like because I didn't have the right package like yeah, when I mean that, that that's still an issue with what Spectrum is doing with that Dodger channel yeah yeah that, so that, that, that's just but I mean this is there. just a straight like rebrand this is like just, this is like you do have access to it they just still don't know where to go like that's that's oh, what he's talking okay. about now. yeah bro. Um, bro was saying they literally don't like have it and not carrying it anymore. no it just hasn't been like communicated because like I had to play around with it for a while to realize. That like the Fox Sports Go app that has been like not used for the last several months, all of a sudden now when I log in on, with my cable provider, I can find the Angel games, and then it says Valley Sports on the on the actual like stream. So like some of this stuff is not being communicated well to like your typical, as you mentioned, like this middle aged like sports f- baseball fan who just wants to catch uh-huh. a baseball game. Just do do you uh, think they use Fox Sports Go that often though? Like I, w- I would be surprised, I guess, but I mean I see your point. Like, yes, it's very confusing that Valley Sports, you can only stream still on Fox Sports Go, the former carrier of those networks, Fox, but I feel like yeah, but, but Fo- Fox probably... Sports Go is an outdated app on Yeah, its own. this app was not like it it's it it's was true. literally Fox Sports created the Fox Sports app. So they had, so they got to get rid of the Fox Sports Go app. Um, that was never like they weren't going to be using that much anymore. Um, and like I, I will say, Fox Sports Go and that stuff is really for streaming. And if you're not like at home with your like cable provider TV subscription, but still, it's there's it's it's just a little frustrating. And th- th- I it, it's more so like the business sense there. But I do see but what you're saying too, Rudy. Yeah. Um, Very cordial. There, there was a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. I, I, I have to rebut one thing that I wholeheartedly disagree with, Rudy, in you saying that the middle-aged dad demographic would not be the, the, the demographic to care about a, you know, a minor inconvenient, minorly inconvenient, uh, just bad overlay. That is exact. I don't know what middle-aged dads you know, but they are the most nitpicky and complainy about like minor inconveniences. That I'm I feel like saying, that is the exact demographic to be like, what the heck is this thing in the butt? This thing is awful. Like they're, they're the ones to latch onto game. that. One hundred percent. They're not going to just stop watching baseball for the rest of the season. Oh no, nobody's nobody's going to stop watching no, baseball because yeah. of an ugly ticker. But they are the ones to vocalize it. One hundred percent. Like that's a good point. They yeah, that is. Yeah, that one I was like, wait a second. My I know my dad when he sees the I don't know if he's actually seen it yet, but he is exactly the type of person to fixate on that and talk about how stupid the people are that that allowed that to happen. Uh because Touché. that is that is a real thing. We should probably wrap up that conversation about uh Bally sports. Now I know now. Uh took took quite some time. But uh that is pretty much everything that we had to go over today uh, a lot of weirdness uh to to round things out but the po- the whole the whole point of the uh the podcast if you you get no other takeaways is that baseball is back and we have we have a lot to to unpack as we move forward into the season so yeah that is it for us today if you are still here then then thank you. Uh, it means you must have enjoyed at least parts of this. So if you did, make sure to give our podcast a nice rating wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Uh, and make sure you're subscribed so you get any new podcasts that we come out with. We've been been on the weekly schedule, and we hope to keep that up uh, throughout the season. And, uh, yeah, 
if you want to hear us talk about anything in particular, you got questions for us, you want to tell us how bad this podcast is, whatever that may be, go ahead and do that at Beat the Shift BP, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, are the places to do that. And our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com, it's got all our podcasts, articles, anything else, it'll all be there. So make sure you check that out as well. Thanks, everybody, one last time. As always, Farbode. Peace.